Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. While you remain standing, I would like to read three verses in your hearing from Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter number 4. And verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And I want to preach on this subject, the highest calling of God. The highest calling of God. Would you clap your hands as you're seated and thank God. Praise God. Love you, Lord. Amen. The highest calling of God. You know, in the Bible, we read about the prophets of old who were also referred to as seers. They had vision and they had insight that no one else had because God allowed them to see the future so they could either encourage or warn the people about what was coming. Amen. And though there were many, many prophets in the Old Testament, there were 17 prophets that wrote books in the Old Testament. Five were called major prophets and Twelve were called minor prophets just because of the size of the book, the number of chapters. And God not only showed them things, He worked miracles through them to confirm their word. Amen. And the people, they looked to the prophets for direction. Amen. During Old Testament times. Amen. Even the kings would seek the counsel of the prophets from, to get a word from God as to should they go to war or should they do this or should they do that. And among these prophets were Samuel and Elijah, Elisha, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel, some of the most notable ones. You know, God called Samuel when he was a boy. He grew to be a great spiritual leader and advisor to Israel. He advised the first king of Israel, Saul, and he anointed David when he was just a boy, to be the future king of Israel. Elijah, he performed seven miracles during his ministry, and he did not die, but was taken up in a chariot of fire, pulled by horses of fire that came from heaven to pick him up. Amen. You talk about a special Uber trip up there. Amen. No one had anything like that in the Old Testament. And then Elijah's successor, Elisha, he performed 14 miracles. And the last one, it was after he was dead. Amen. There was only 13 miracles while he was alive. And he had asked for God to give him a double portion. And, and Elijah did seven. So 13, well, that's almost a double. But see, God's not an almost God. God's a, he won a double portion. It's going to be seven times two is 14. And so Elijah, Elisha was dead and gone and buried in this tomb in a, in a cave somewhere. And uh, after his death, some men 
were uh, in a scuffle against some other men. They were chasing him, and one of their guys got killed. They were trying to quickly bury him, and then they saw the guys coming. They just threw him right in this cave, and well, that body landed right on the bones of Elisha, and that guy came back to life, and that was number 14. Amen. But God used these men mightily. Isaiah saw a vision of heaven in chapter 6, and his writing was never the same after that. He wrote extensively about how God was one. Amen. And, and his prophetic book, which contains 66 chapters, is the second largest uh, book in the Bible, second only to the book of Psalms. Amen. God told Jeremiah that he called him to be a prophet from his mother's womb. Amen. He's been referred to as the weeping prophet because he prophesied during a very difficult time in the Israel's history when they were about to go into Babylonian captivity. Amen. Just before that. Amen. And then Ezekiel, he prophesied during Babylonian captivity and he saw many visions from God and the most famous is the one in chapter 37 of his book It's talking about the valley of the dry bones God showed him a valley of dry bones and God said hey son of man can these bones live and he goes I don't know you tell me and he said oh yeah they can amen because God can turn it around and God was showing him these dry bones are the nation of Israel and they they died out and, and they got went into captivity, but they're going to live again and Israel's going to be a nation again. Daniel was an interpreter of dreams, an advisor to the heathen king of Israel, of, of uh, heathen kings of Babylon and Persia, and he miraculously survived one night in the lion's den, which no one else did. Amen. All because of God. Now, prophets are also mentioned in the New Testament church in the book of Acts. So there's no question that the, the office of a prophet, the, uh, the ministry of a prophet, is a very high calling of God. However, amen, the highest calling of God is not a prophet. We read about apostles in the New Testament, the most notable being Peter James and John, and later on, Paul. Peter was given the keys to the kingdom of heaven by Jesus to open the doors of salvation. He preached the first sermon on the day of Pentecost when the church was born. James and John were brothers. Amen. And along with Peter, they witnessed miraculous things that the other apostles did not, did not see, like certain miracles of healing and Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. Amen. John wrote five of the New Testament books. He had a great insight into the love of God and also who Jesus was. Of course, Paul, he conducted many missionary journeys. We read about him in the book of Acts. He started many churches. He saw visions. He wrote over half the New Testament. So it goes without saying that the calling of an apostle is a very high calling of God for sure. But the highest calling of God is not an apostle. Amen. Ephesians 2.19. You would appear to think uh, otherwise when you read this. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigner, foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. So we know that apostles and prophets are very important. We're built upon their teaching and upon uh, what God used them for. Amen. But yet they are not the highest calling of God. 
Amen. Our text verse talked about apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. And may I say, pastors and evangelists and teachers are a high calling of God. But even they are not the highest calling of God. So you say, hey, pray tell, tell us what the highest calling of God is. We're on the edge of our seat here. Amen. Well, let me tell you something. Our text verse said he made, that God, the Bible said he gave apostles. He gave prophets. He gave evangelists, pastors, and teachers. He gave them as a gift, just like God so loved the world that he gave himself as a sacrifice on the cross. Amen. God is a giver of gifts, the greatest giver of gifts. Amen. So he gave these ministries, these high callings, amen, to the highest calling. Praise God. Now, Jeremiah 3.15 said, I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Amen. Praise God. So he gave the pastors, amen, to the congregation. You know, the word pastor and the word shepherd is translated from the same Hebrew and Greek word in the Bible. So you can interchange pastor and shepherd. And the Bible said that the the believers in God, the people of God, the Christians, we are the sheep of his pasture. Amen. And so so every pastor, every apostle, every evangelist, every teacher, Every prophet, amen, started out being a sheep, started out being a Christian, amen, started out being the part of the highest calling of God and never stopped, amen, be walking in the highest calling of God. Amen. So all of these high callings of God were given to given by God to the highest calling of God to help, to direct, to protect, to encourage, to teach, to show by example those that have the highest calling of God on their lives. Amen. And what did he say? He he gave these five uh, ministries to what? For what reason? Verse 12, amen, of Ephesians 4, 12. For the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ what's the highest calling of God to be a saint of God that's the highest calling of God amen now I know there's a lot of ideas a lot of opinions a lot of definitions of what a saint is amen but let me just tell you Amen. I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. Hey, I'm going to tell you what the definition of it of a saint is. A saint is a godly one. A saint is a holy one. A saint is a chosen one. A saint is a called out one. A saint is part of God's elect. Amen. Amen. God calls and he chooses. Amen. And then we are faithful to that call. Praise God. The Bible talks about the prayers of the saints and the patience and the faith of the saints. Amen. Saints are people. Amen. Saints uh, are those that walk with God. Amen. Apostle Paul addressed several of his epistles and he mentioned, uh, amen, saints many times in them. Uh, Every blood washed, uh, every born again, every Christian believer, amen, is a saint of God. That's the highest calling of God. Amen. You mean all these other ones aren't the highest calling? 
No, everybody, when they, when they are saved, when they come into the church, when they are born again, they become a saint of God. And that's the highest calling. All of these offices, all of these helps, all these, all these administrations, all of these ministries, they're all for the perfecting of the saints. Amen. The edifying of the body of Christ. Amen. That's what it's all about. It's a, the greatest privilege. Amen. On earth is one of the greatest privileges is to be called from amongst the saints to be a part of the perfecting of the saints, to be a part, amen, of the edifying of the body of Christ. That is a privilege. It's not the highest calling. Amen. It's being a helper to be a part of making the highest calling a better calling for people. Amen. A saint is just a, is a person who's been justified and sanctified by the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. A saint is a person who relies on God for strength and trusts in God's grace and mercy. A saint is a person who allows the light and love of God uh, to shine through them. A saint is a person who keeps God's word and, 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 and tries their best to be led by God's Spirit. And a saint is a person who's closer to God than anyone or anything else in their life and it, they put God as their number one highest priority that is what a saint is amen let me let me explain a, a little bit more uh, about this highest calling amen James and John I already mentioned them as they, a couple of the they were brothers they were referred to as the, the, th the sons of thunder by Jesus, kind of a nickname he gave them. And uh, their mother, now I don't know, it doesn't say, the Bible doesn't say that they, if they put their mother up to this, you know, like if you, you know, you, you might say no to me, but you won't say no to my mom. I don't know. But their mother went to Jesus and said, Lord, I have a request, you know, that I, would, I hope that you'll say yes to and you'll grant. He said, well, ask on. And he said, when you, when, when, uh, and when you come in your kingdom, when your kingdom comes, I want that my sons, one will sit on your left side and one will sit on your right side. Amen. And then Jesus said a few things and he said, you know what? Uh, you don't understand my kingdom. Amen. What my kingdom is going to be. Amen. Just like they didn't understand when Jesus went up into heaven on the ascension in Acts chapter 1. He, he, they asked him, they go, Lord, aren't you going to restore the kingdom right now? Aren't you going to go whoop up on the Romans and, and knock that army out and, and take Rome down and the Caesar and set up the great kingdom of Israel? You guys don't know. He goes, you know what? You don't know the times and the seasons. Amen. They'll, they'll be revealed to you in due time. He goes, you go and pray and you wait to be endued with power from on high. You go get the Holy Ghost. I'll tell you, my kingdom is going to be a church and it's going to be a different kind of kingdom and it's going to be run different than a worldly kingdom. And so he's trying to explain this to uh, the mother. Amen. And, uh, of course, the other apostles heard this, and then they were looking over at James and John and saying, hey, what is it with these guys, you know? Who do they think they are? They want to sit on the right and the left. Where are we, in the, you know, the back porch or what? Where are we sitting? Out in the crowd? You know, whatever. Um, so the rest of the apostles weren't happy about it. 
And Jesus had to set the record straight as to how his kingdom, the church, was going to work. Amen. He said in Matthew 20, verse 25, Jesus called them unto him and said, You know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them. So those that are over the princes are the leaders in, a, in the, the Gentile kingdoms. They exercise Lord dominion over them. In other words, you go do this, you go do that. Snap, snap, snap. And they exercise, and they that are great among them exercise uh, authority upon them. He said, but it shall not be so among you. Whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Amen. He goes, that's how my kingdom is going to work. And then he said, and then, and then he just threw this one in. Amen. At, because he was the greatest example. He said, even, verse 28, as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. You see, the word minister, it, it means servant. Amen. Ooh, that's the high calling of God. And then the people in the church are the, the low calling. Because, see, I'm up here two feet higher than you guys. I must have a higher calling. No. It's not a physical thing. It's not even a spiritual thing. Amen. The church, you are the highest calling. But I'm part of the church too because I got to I got to maintain my high calling. Amen. There might be there, there might be coming a day someday, I don't know, that you know that God says, "Okay, that's enough for you and you're going to just be a the you know, be a saint of God again and just uh, go to some church or whatever and you're going to retire and, and somebody else is going to handle things whatever. You never know. Amen. But you know what? I always got to have the highest calling in my heart. Praise God. I never cease being a saint of God. Amen. When God asked me to be amen, a servant to the saints. Praise God. Now, Apostle Paul himself acknowledged that being a saint is the highest calling of God when he said this. This is powerful. Ephesians 3, verse 8. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints. Oh, great Apostle Paul. Spoke three languages. Amen. Was a Hebrew of Hebrews. He, he was learned. He got all kinds of education. He did. He went all he did this and this. He had a great pedigree. And I mean, he had all kinds of this and accolades, you know, whatever. Amen. But he said, I am less than the least of all saints because he understood that's the highest calling. He understood that's what God called me to do. Amen. To help the saints. Jude one verse three. Jude, he, he wrote in like 60-some A.D. And you say, well, man, that's almost, you know, 2,000 years ago. And he was already warning that there would be people that would try to come. Amen. And we would have to fight for the faith and fight for the truth. He said, beloved, when I give all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend or fight for the faith or the truth which was once delivered to the saints. 
Amen. It was delivered once. Amen. When, when Peter preached, he delivered it. When people were saved, 120 right off the bat were up there. Amen. Jesus' followers, 3,000 were added to, to the church and got saved that first day. Amen. And that was the truth was delivered to the saints. And it's being delivered every day in this church and other churches. Praise God. And we got to keep it going. We got to fight. Because the highest calling is being a saint. The greatest honor anybody can have as a minister is to minister to the saints of God. Amen. Hebrews 6.10 said, For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed toward His name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Amen. And, and ministering to the saints is not uh, exclusively... Uh, you know, held for just those offices I already mentioned. Amen. Saints minister to saints also. Amen. In fact, the Bible said in, in the book of Acts, there was one, um, one household, there was one family uh, in this particular place that the Bible said they addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. They were like, they were, that, was, they were, that was their passion. Amen to minister to the saints. Now, they were saints too, but that's why the Bible talks about, you know, we bear our own burdens and we also help bear one another's burdens. We pray for our own problems and situations. We pray for each other. Amen. We, we rejoice with those with, that rejoice. We weep with those that weep. Amen. And, and the saints helped each other. Praise God. It's not, uh, amen, just uh, only for the ministry. So, you know, we can... Experience the wonderful plan of salvation in just a moment's time, really in just a short period of time. Amen. That gospel of Jesus Christ, we can see somebody come and genuinely repent of their sins. We can baptize them in water in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. We can pray for them and they refill with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And they become a saint of God at that moment. Praise God. And let me tell you something though. Amen. Uh, it takes time. To become all what God wants us to be. We, we can be saved in a moment, but we're not all what God wants us to be at that moment. Now, if he came back, we would go, praise God. We'd be ready, amen. But God is wanting us to grow, and God is wanting us, because when you're born again, you're just a baby, and just like a spiritual baby, you got to grow into a, a spiritual toddler, a spiritual young person, a spiritual teenager, a spiritual adult. we got to get to maturity, amen. We get off the bottle and we get on the ribeye steak. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Delicious steak. <laughs> Amen. But so it, it takes, it really, it takes a, the lifetime of being a saint. Amen. Because we, the ministry is for the perfecting of the saints. We're in a mode of perfect. Every day we're trying to, you know, better ourselves, be better people, be, have better, better family, uh, you know, relationships, better relationships with everybody. We're just trying to be better in general and we're trying to be like him. Amen. For the perfecting of the saints, for the edifying of the body of Christ until we all come to the fullness of the stature of Christ. That's what we're trying to be a saint the highest calling is to be like him amen, amen. 
So it's a daily process of denying ourselves, taking up our cross, following him. Day by day, we yield ourselves to God so we can grow and mature in him because he has great plans for the saints of God. He's got great, you know, people say, well, you know, once, once we get to heaven then, uh, or once, once we get raptured, we're, we're going to be done. We're not going to have to do anything. And, and not that, you know, anybody has a problem with doing something or whatever, because, hey, we're going to be with Jesus. It's going to be awesome. Who cares what we're doing? I don't, you know, it doesn't matter to me. But you know what? We're, we got stuff we're going to be doing. Amen. It's not just we're raptured up and we're going to be up there on each of our little puffy clouds, you know, playing our harp, you know. Wow, this was great. This is what I wanted all this time. Just want to sit here on this cloud and play this harp and eat my ribeyes and everything. Everything's going to be great. Amen. But no, he has something for us to do. That's why it's the highest calling because he wants us to be ready. Amen. We are the army of the Lord. We're soldiers of Jesus Christ. We're fighting the good fight of faith. Amen. He's got plans for us. He's training us. He's preparing us. Amen. You know, like the song says, I'm just warming up for when I'm on the meeting, when I get to the other side. That's not just talking about praise and worship. Because praise and worship doesn't stop. I see angels worshiping God on morning, noon, and night up in heaven. So I know a lot of worship going on up there. But let me tell you about some of the stuff we're going to be doing. 1 Corinthians 6, 2 said, Do you not uh, know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Look at verse 3. Know you not that you, the saints, will judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? Someday... We're going to help. We're going to be in with Jesus with the judging the world in the process. I don't know how it's all going to work. Someday we're going to be in the process of helping and, and involved somehow in judging angels. Amen. He's going to come back when this thing is all said and done. We read in the book of Revelation, the seven-year tribulation happens. Amen. And toward the end of that seven-year period, all the armies of the world are, are in allegiance with the Antichrist. And there's only one nation and one army that has not given hit into him and bowed to him, and that's Israel, that little bitty Posted stamp size country Israel, amen, holding out to the end. And they're surrounded by the Antichrist and all the armies of the world. And then when the time comes, the second coming of Jesus, amen, he's coming back and he's not going to be alone. The Bible says he's coming back and there'll be, so, there'll be a bunch of people riding on horses with him. Guess who that is? The saints of the Most High God. 1 Thessalonians 3.13 To the end he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. He's coming with his saints. Jude 1, 14 said, And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. So after we come back with him, after we defeat the Antichrist and his armies at Armageddon, and a new heaven and a new earth, amen, and a 1,000 years of peace, and it's called the millennial reign, 
of Jesus Christ physically on earth in Jerusalem, we're going to be with him. We're going to be with him, amen, in that reign. Revelation 2.24, And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them thrones. And judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Amen. I saw thrones, and those that sat on the thrones were judging. Amen. Judgment was given, and they were ruling and reigning with Christ a thousand years. God's got a lot for us to do after we get out of here. Amen. And that's why the highest calling of God, when you think of it in those terms, Lord, man, what, some of the things that we worry about down here, some of the things that, that you know, cause us grief, some of the things that try to get us off track and whatever, we need to throw that out the side and go, you know what? I got a high calling. I got the highest calling. I, I cannot... Uh, minimize it. I cannot take advantage of it or take it for granted. I, I've got to possess my soul and patience and I've got to pursue this high calling. Amen. Psalm 3123. Would you stand with me? Psalms 3123. Oh, love the Lord, all you his saints, for the Lord preserves the faithful. Amen. All the saints, we got to love Him. He preserves His faithful. Psalms 37, 28, For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake His saints. They are preserved forever. Amen. Thank God for the saints of God. Amen. I thank God for the saints of God in this church. Praise God. And I close with this, this passage. Apostle Paul said, Brethren, Philippians 3.13 Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before or in front of me, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That high calling is to be a saint. The Bible said many are called, but few are chosen. Amen. And I know, I know, I can give you a bunch of scriptures that that word many, amen, really refers to, I believe the call goes out to everybody. Everybody's called to be a saint of God, to be saved. Everybody's called to be born again. Amen. But you know why not everybody's chosen? Not because God has his, uh, any predestination or you know favorites because that's not biblical and that's false doctrine no it's because we amen when people don't answer the call he can't choose someone that doesn't answer he can't choose someone that doesn't believe he can't choose somebody that doesn't have faith in him amen but he goes many are called few are chosen but i press toward the mark of the high calling of god in christ jesus and then we read about in the book of revelation he said those that followed him on those white horses, those saints. He said, those are, amen, the called, the chosen, and the faithful. That's who those are. Amen. We're coming back. 
You know, Elijah, you're not the only one on some fancy horses that's going to be flying up in the air. Amen. We're coming back on horses. Praise God. We're going to be in there. The saints coming back. Amen. The saints are going to be marching in. The saints are going to march around the throne. The saints are going to do all kinds of things. Praise God. The amen. We've got a part to, to play still. It's not just coming to church. It's not just reading our Bible and praying. Amen. Those are all important. We need to do them. It's not just telling someone about Jesus. It's being allowing God to perfect us, allowing the ministry to help us be all what God wants us to be so that when, we, when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. That's the whole point. The highest calling of God is to be a saint of the Most High God. Oh, thank God. Amen. And I thank God for that calling. Praise God. Amen. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.